Hey, Joe, I've heard you've been playing Owlboy. Hey, Kyle. That is correct. I heard you've been playing Octodad, Dadliest Catch. You want to talk about it? I do. Let's talk about it and how I learned to stop worrying and love the backlog. Sweet. So I believe uh, I'm going first this time, right? Yeah. yeah. Tell me all about this. Uh, I, well, if I can, I, I can't assume what this game could possibly be about. My best guess is that you're a carpenter and your apprentice boy who uses an owl to drill out small holes into wood. Is that correct? Oh, you're thinking of um, Woodpecker Boy. That's what you're thinking. Oh, of. yeah. That right. got discontinued. Due to licensing issues. No, this one is about an owl who's also a boy, not a carpenter. It's a, a lovely little pixel art game. I failed to look up the history of the game because I believe it does have a pretty long development history. Um, and it built up a pretty large fan base. And uh, and when it finally released, everybody went nuts who knew about it. Um, I only found out about it when it released. And yeah, I picked it up on PC, played it for like, I don't know. I, I found out I almost beat the game oh. <laughs> on my first playthrough and didn't think I was anywhere close and and uh, quit out. But um, but yeah, it's a very nice little game. I, I was thinking it's got kind of a Super Nintendo aesthetic. You're just like very well done pixel art. Like I said, your little owl boy who's got a he has a cloak that lets him fly. It, it doesn't seem to be his actual, they don't seem to have actual wings as okay. far as I can tell. Um, and most of the game is spent flying. So you have all four directions to move in as opposed to like a traditional side scroller game. And uh, I was just thinking if it, if this was a, you know, a super Nintendo game, I think it would have been, by far one of the greats if they just developed it you know 20 years <laughs> no oh, okay. 30 years earlier um but no it's very good you start off you're just living in a floating island kind of content like everything's floating in the air it's just land masses in the air for no reason as far as you can tell and uh you're in a small little village who is getting attacked by mechanical pirates and so you enlist the help of your friend Getty, who is the Kyle of the game. He is just like he's me. Yeah, he's just like you in in kind of looks and personality. <laughs> he's instead of his Getty. His name's Getty, and he is uh, he's I wearing a, a green soldier's outfit. Oh, I could I could send you a pic if you need, uh, and. And yeah, he he's like Owlboy's only friend. Owlboy is a mute who just like disappoints everybody else. And uh, but Getty likes him and and knows he's got potential. And so the, throughout the whole game, you're holding other characters. Getty being the first one, and they are the ones actually doing the attacks for you. So you're flying around, and Getty will be you know shooting his little blaster. Later on, you'll get. Um, an ex-pirate who will shoot like a big blunderbuss musket sort of thing. And then you get a, um, the weirdest character is a stick bug who is pretending to be a spider 
and so he'll throw thread and stuff like that and he has like a grappling hook ability they all have kind of you know different abilities but um, um okay and to describe for the audience how i'm going to describe getty <laughs> is if you take uh tingle from the legend of zelda and you mix <laughs> it with luigi so i guess that's how you view me in real life you're kind of a tingle yeah oh his actual <laughs> and like his his actual portrait art is much more uh is more it's detailed, a more forgiving. Yes, <laughs> I think he looks. <laughs> it's not meant as a slight at all. I like Getty; he's a great character, but he's got like you know that level-headed demeanor, and he's always you know the voice of reason, which isn't you at all, honestly. So I don't no. know why I think of that. Um, but no, he's a good character. Anywho, um, yeah, you spend most of the game uh, filling out puzzles. There's various puzzles where you pick up stuff put it down or you chuck bombs at stuff um pretty uh basic on the puzzle elements um lots of cool it, it has a very good plot i think in my opinion way more than i thought from an owl themed super nintendo looking game um even gets into some existentialist like things at the end of the game um, oh yeah yeah it's uh it's very interesting um, I'm trying to think of, uh, oh, I well, do have some, what in addition got? to the, like the puzzles and stuff, is it mm -hmm. also like you're fighting enemies and flying through like, uh, tight corridors that could kill you or is it strictly yeah. puzzles? Like I, like I mentioned before, all the characters you pick up have a weapon and they're the ones that are actually fighting for our Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like, um, it's, it's way too different from a shmup, but it's a little shmuppy when when you're just flying around shooting stuff um and some enemies will have you know weak spots that you have to hit or you have to like do a do a spin attack with owlboy to knock off armor and then use a character with his weapon to actually shoot the 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 monster that you just weakened but um okay uh, however, the controls are a little weird um, since you're constantly it's very vertical game you're like constantly flying up but the camera only pans at a certain speed. Um, so if you're doing something where you're just like having to go through a dungeon and it's mostly vertical, your vertical speed is pretty slow. But when you hit left and right, you're like flying very quickly. And more than one occasion, it's it's messed with my head. And I've just like run into obstacles that did not need to be run into just because the, the speed oh. difference from up and down versus left and right is radically different. And you're saying that just because of the actual speed, not like you're you're almost running faster than the camera, like in the Sonic like original games that you're like on the <laughs> right side of the screen and you're about to like hit an enemy that you can't even see. <laughs> it's not. I, I would say it's not quite that bad, but it does have that effect sometimes because you will. Okay. It, it it controls you to the, you know, uh, it doesn't it doesn't let you hit quite the top of the screen, so you can kind of dodge stuff, but. But yeah, it's just the the speed difference between left and right and up and down is a little jarring. Uh, there are also some weird um, controls. So so you can walk around like a normal owl boy, you know, who isn't flying. Yeah. When you, you when know, you press like a yeah, normal owl boy. Normal owl boy. Um, when you press the <laughs> jump button, however, uh, it it like Mario. The longer you hold the jump button, the higher owl boy will jump super cool whatever when you press jump again that's how you initiate flying if you want to get down again you press the jump button you'll fall out of the sky if you're holding a character i the jump button doesn't do crap 
so <laughs> on more than one occasion, I'm like trying to fall out of the sky, but I'm holding a character. So I have to press like an attack button instead to get the character to disappear. And then I can hit the jump button. I'll fall out of the sky. Isn't a big deal. You normally don't have to do that in a rush, but at the end of the game, you're, you're in an area there. They, they say the air is too thin to actually fly. So um, use the jump button to jump as high as you can. And then you just glide really slowly back down to the ground. And they have some very tight platforming. And this is the most frustrated I was at this game because for whatever reason, the jump button is so touchy. Uh, I would jump and, and before I hit the, you know, the peak of my jump, he would just start attempting to fly and, and start that descending glide way too early. I, I spent, I want to say an hour on what is a minute and a half section of the game, just because Ooh. the jumping would randomly would randomly have him just start attempting to glide before I was high enough to try and reach the next platform. That's, you know, it was, it was very frustrating, but I think that's as bad as the controls ever got. And the game clearly wasn't meant to, you know, they didn't design it around actually having to jump with gravity or anything. So just sure. one small section. And it might be the, you know, I was on joy cons and those things. Their quality oh is, yeah, their quality Drifting is all, all over, the place. over the place. Yeah, don't get me started about drift. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the the other thing I did want to say, though, is this game uh, does a very good job of having, uh, I would say, unique gameplay sections. They they It seemed like they spent a lot of time creating unique scenarios where you're no longer playing with the normal controls of the game they'll have like scenes in the game that you would expect in an uh you know a more modern game where uh <laughs> where instead of playing the game like normal they'll restrict your movement and you can only do certain things to like get out of the situation you're in if that makes any sense um what one specific mini game in the game is you will uh get shot out of a cannon and you press left and right to kind of uh, direct Owlboy through the air, but he's falling. He will fall down, and that left and right is still, you know, the same direction from when he was facing up. So it's this kind oh. of mind mind bending mini game where you're just trying to fly through all these obstacles with the momentum from the cannon. Uh, and I thought that was clever. is a is a very good game to like mix it up they have a lot of sections where they just kind of change up the gameplay and it breaks it up nicely i thought it was good for pacing so yeah lots okay. of nice little puzzles uh very very oh the sound effects Whew, the top notch top notch sound effect yeah it's <laughs> it's an owl boy thing don't worry um their speech bubbles specifically sounded like Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. They have like every ooh, time okay. the text hits it. Ooh, it's so good. Just right in the nostalgia area. Um, shooting enemies, like nice popping noises when they're getting defeated and then they blow up into like a plume of smoke. It's just uh, the sound effects are so great. Atmospheric music will like, you know, pull at your heartstrings. You can't go wrong. Just some annoying controls here and there. That's about it. Um, okay. Yeah, and then you get uh, to the end of the game. You have a, I wouldn't say a big cry, um, but like at least two, maybe three tears. You know, it's a little. You, pulls you a little cried bit. to this game? I I didn't, but I thought I should. You know, and I'm not above. You, you crying. felt something. I felt something. Yeah, if I had a beer okay. in me, I think two or three tears for sure. You know, get a little more emotional when I'm a little buzzed. 
Um, yeah, you need to start. We need to start having you play possibly emotional games, which is a little bit tipsy, and see how that. <laughs> That's turns in our out. other podcast, the drunk, drunk, uh, drunk cast. It's so. it's the name of our podcast, where all the words are shuffled around, so it's even harder to remember what it is. So. Oh yeah, yeah, it doesn't do well in the ratings because it doesn't <laughs> make sense. But there's a lot of crying, and that's what's important. But uh, but yeah, I I I think it's pretty good. If you haven't played it, I think you should give it a go. And it's only like eight hours long, if you don't go around and collect all the collectibles, which probably not worth it. So okay. Well, I got some additional questions for you, just because oh. I have, joking aside from the Carpenter joke, I have seen a little bit of this gameplay, but okay. it's been a okay. while, so I don't remember. Um, are the characters that you, like, hold and fly around, are those basically, like, your skill power-ups, or do you get your own, like, skill power-ups, like spinning dash, for example? You're kind of given everything in the beginning. You can do a, a spin attack, which is almost never used. You use it more to like spin platforms than you do to attack stuff for some of the uh, puzzles. The characters themselves, you you just um, flip through with um, you toggle through them with like a shoulder button. And oh, so they just like materialize in front of you? Yeah, they they um, they put some context in the game by uh giving you a tele it looks like a like a, a padlock with a button on the front oh and a but apparently it's a teleportation device and so you're using that to swap through your friends and they will immediately teleport to your talons as you're flying around so you could just hot swap them on the fly and uh do whatever you got to do which was nice for there's like maybe one or two bosses where you actually had all of the characters. And that's when it was a lot of fun because they had phases where you'd have to really quickly switch between them to survive certain attacks and things like that. Um, gotcha. the, the characters themselves get slight upgrades to their, um, I would say mostly to the range of their attacks. Not not too much more than that. But cool. yeah. And you did mention bosses and i wanted to ask a little bit more details regarding that okay is that like there's a boss in the center of the screen and you're flying around it to avoid like the lasers that are like circling the screen or what what are those like is, do they summon like a bunch of minions that you have to take out or it was um some of them kind of reminded me a little bit of mega man it, it would be most of the time it was a boss that's dashing around the screen throwing knives or whatever at you um, in a pattern that you just eventually figure out. And once you have the pattern down, then... And usually you wouldn't... It, it wasn't too much trial and error. I think most of the bosses can just be beat the first try. Um, so even... It, it, their patterns are pretty easy to pick up on in the moment. There was, there was even one boss, actually, that looked like it was completely pulled from Mega Man. There's a, there's a, a mini boss in... Uh, I think it's Mega Man X, just the first one uh, that he like connects to the ground and gets this like electric aura around him, and he'll just shoot electric beams everywhere. Um, oh. And in this, it was this weird slime thing that would do the exact same thing. He'd like connect to the ground and uh, summon these like electric balls that you'd have to dodge while he's jumping around. So it's a bit of like you know two different patterns to dodge. Um, so yeah, kind of similar. I think there's a lot of inspiration from Super Nintendo games in this game, I think. But gotcha. What else and you got for me? Does Owlboy have a name? His name? Actually, I've been 
kind of lying to you this whole time. Owl <sighs> boy is not He's owl a bad boy. boy. Not not once in in this whole game is he ever called owl boy. His name is Otis. Oh, oh. There oh. is, however, another. Uh, very key character, and he's the only one that's ever referred to as Owl Boy. So, so they do a little swaparoo. Did Otis you accidentally not... play as a the wrong character in the game? Did you have like Owl Boy plus plus? Then you did start as a different character from the. I think character? I accidentally played toddler Owl Boy. Yeah, I, <laughs> I messed up somehow. But yes, there is a different Owl Boy who I think is supposed to be the actual Owl Boy. Um, okay. Yeah, that's like a Legend nice of Zelda. twist in the plot. Oh, yeah. When you find out that you're playing Link, and like, why did you even buy this game? You wanted to play a game where your name's Zelda, you know? Yeah. But we've all been there. Ugh. When you find out Samus is a female, and then oh, you're like... Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Is that oh. is that all you got for me? Because I could answer like at least two more questions. Two more questions. Um, I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, uh, so, like from what I've seen and what you described, I think it paints a pretty clear picture of what the game is. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's anything about like the different levels as they would be, like, or is it pretty much uh, the same aesthetic all throughout? They they do have very 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 varying aesthetics. They have a lot of uh, different areas, but the and while the art is very good. Um, the actual scenery, even though it changed a lot, didn't really affect things too much in my mind. I, you have just a lot of floating islands if you're outside. There's kind of a Donkey Kong Country um, bramble area where everything is just thorny spikes, and you have to fly oh, through okay. that. Um, and oh. then there's a lot of interiors of flying pirate ships, so it's a lot of wood and steel. Um, well, I, and, I didn't want to make this comparison before, but now since you mentioned that there's like spike walls to avoid, I'm uh-huh. just thinking of Jump Jet Rex, which have oh, a very similar. Dear Lord, thing. <laughs> um, I would not utter those two games in the same sentence. No way. Maybe you would like Jump Jet Rex if you like Owlboy. I don't know. We'll have to. One of us will have to play the other game and find out. You win in that exchange. It sounds like <laughs> I think you absolutely win that exchange. Um. No, I would not make that comparison. All right. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> sum it up. Great pixel art. Great pixel animations. Great sound effects. They pop. It's very good. And then great atmospheric music. It's like an all-rounder. It's a very good game. Wow. All right. All right, controls. So that that's where I have to dock a half point. All right. So that's a 3 out of 10. And then we'll yep, get into regrets 10. later. And. Uh... <laughs> All right, so I want to hear about this Dadliest Catch because that game was like the meme of the century. Yeah. Uh, uh, a century ago. So So did you, you ever play the original Octodad? I have not freeware? touched any of them. I haven't even oh. played Goat Simulator. So, Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, my experience with Octodad is turn when I got into college, mm-hmm. Octodad was at least mentioned for you know people that were active gamers it wasn't as you know noteworthy as your Fortnites and your fall guys and stuff like that but for at least an average gamer you probably at least heard of the octodad freeware version and so i played that i have and, not actually and they looking just... back at the gameplay now 
Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it, like it has a bunch of cut scenes made in like flash that it's like a <laughs> bunch of like hand drawn stuff okay. and things like that. <laughs> so it has and a plot. Is that what you're telling me? This freeware the, the, version, the freeware version had a plot. <laughs> okay. And while it was lacking a lot of the, the shine and the glamor of it all, I definitely had a little bit of fun playing like an hour of it. And I was like, Oh, this okay. is great. Uh, I guess and to explain the whole point of Octodad, um, which is not like Owl Boy. Uh, you are a, <laughs> you are an octopus okay. that falls in love with a human, and so he decides to act as a human. I see. And he like has a family, and uh, there's like a chef that wants to expose Octodad and reveal that he's an octopus. So wait, and so wait, he has you... children. Yes, and I'll get to that in children? a little bit. Let okay, me get, I'll get to that. that? In a okay. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Continue. Uh, so a... you control, um, you can control the legs um, by like uh, kind of individually, and then you can also switch to arm mode, which you control one of your <laughs> noodly appendages, and then you can like scroll up and down to like move it, and you're like moving the mouse wheel back and forth to like grab actual objects in the 3D space. So oh, the God. The fun of the game is trying to control an octopus posing as a human and try to do simple tasks like cook burgers on the grill and things like that. So there are no there are no camera controls. It sounds like everything is just controlling the ligaments. Uh, Yeah. So when you're in like uh, the walking mode, you can kind of get a better view by moving your mouse around there. Oh, okay. Um, But when you switch in the arm mode, it's kind of like you kind of phase in through the body and you can kind of like it makes your body somewhat transparent so you can see everything. Oh, okay. But yeah. So and the thing is how you can lose at Octodad is that you have a uh, I don't know if they call it this or not, but for me, that's what I would call it. I would call it the inkling meter. So how much people are suspicious of your how, if there's weird stuff going on, if you're like smacking people in the face with your tentacle arm okay. or you're like climbing on the walls when you're not supposed to be climbing on the walls. OK, uh, it'll okay. it'll raise your suspicion. OK, so it's a stealth game. You tell me it's a stealth action game. All well, it's not man. really a stealth game. <laughs> it's a okay. act like a human simulator. And it's an inkling meter, not not related at all to splatoon or anything like that i take it you're just talking no but i'm just saying you're not trying to be punny at all no that is a pun oh okay okay ink you are the person you're the perfect person to play a dadliest catch game i feel i know (laughs) you were sending me puns before this podcast so this is true okay Um, so so sorry to derail let's hear more about (laughs) this inkling meter yeah, so uh, for example, you start out, uh, you start off, and you wake up in bed, and you have to like turn off the alarm clock, and you get <laughs> dressed. Actually, the tutorial is um, you. It's the day of your wedding, and you're marrying your wife, and That's so you have tutorial. to like get a suit on, and you have to you know do various things, and it teaches you like, oh, you can pick up objects and throw them. You can you know do oh, some weird gosh. things to avoid. Like there's. And you're like walking down the aisle and there's a bunch of vases on like podiums and you're trying very carefully to move the mouse to not like bump into them and cause suspicion. <laughs> and okay. so after that, that sounds incredibly uh, stressful. 
Yes. Well, or here's the thing. So I definitely remember getting frustrated at the freeware version. Uh-huh. Um, I just had a lot of fun with the controls and everything. I don't know if it just something clicked with this deadliest catch version that maybe mm-hmm. they smoothed it out and made it a little bit better. Okay. But when I happened to be flying around the room like some crazy like contraption, uh, <laughs> it was still fun. Okay. Okay. So you were but, not hampered by the controls. Are, now, does it feel as hectic as like a surgeon simulator or something like that? Is that? Uh, it's a bit more relaxed, and it does come in uh, every so often. Your enemy chef guy will pop up, and you have to. There's it becomes kind of timed at that point because he's oh. trying to kill you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And so, yeah, so you, like the where you start off is you're around the house and you're like, oh, can you go get your daughter some milk? And you got to walk it out to her, your daughter and hand it to her, or pour the milk in the jug or whatever. Uh-huh. And then you go in the backyard and you have to pick weeds, but you can't step on the flowers or that causes suspicion. And <laughs> you're grilling burgers and you're chopping wood, which is all just like, you know, you grab the axe and you're. Uh, tentacle arm is just swinging through the air as you're trying to make it contact the wood <laughs> okay okay do, do you think is this something you can get good at did were you pretty good at this by the end were you like a pro octodad i didn't have much uh issue with it and here's the thing i only played about uh two hours two and a half hours of it and i beat the game oh okay so it's kind of a short one yeah and the uh with so yeah, let, let me let me outline the story a little bit more for you. Yes, really I need to know this plot because I do not understand it <laughs> for a second. So yeah, so you wake up, you get the family ready, you have a lovely mm-hmm. lunch of cooked burgers, and you also defeat the <laughs> evil chef guy. Okay. And uh, your wife is a journalist or something along those means, and she wants to okay. write an article at the aquarium. As an octopus, you don't want to go to aquarium. Uh, so she says, "Okay, fine, let's go to the store." So you go to the store, you bunch do you know you gather Timmy's cereal box, and mm-hmm. you grab like the perfect apple, and there's a bunch of banana peels lying around, so you're flying throughout the room and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so you this is the and then that's the second time you fight the chef. Um, you go get some like sushi in the back, and he like bursts through a bunch of boxes, and then it's actually like a like a boulder chase scenario. Oh, okay. He like starts like the camera starts. You're running towards the camera. And uh, yeah, so he you're running towards the camera and you're slipping on more like oil spills and water puddles and stuff like that. (laughs) And uh, yeah, if he catches you, it just restarts right at the back of the sequence. And then you try it again. And, you know, it took me a couple of times just because there's like a part that there's a bunch of jam on the floor. So you have to like <laughs> step over the jam or else you're okay. caught. It's very uh, cartoony. Yeah. It sounds like, okay. Oh, it is very silly. And yeah, there's a, a, a lot of the benefit. I think that the Octo dad deadly's catch brings mm-hmm. is I didn't find any of the like, uh, idling character dialogue to be annoying. It has a lot of like soul and wit and a lot of like little jokes and stuff in it. Okay. And like, you know, your kids will be standing around and they're saying actually funny stuff. And it's like, oh, this is refreshing that a game can actually nail a silly game perspective and like keep it throughout. Okay. Okay. I like that. Yeah. But after the store, uh, you head to the aquarium against your will, but you're Mm -hmm. already like on the road. So Um, (laughs) and then you meet up with a bunch of your different family members that split up. 
So you have to like one section you're avoiding uh, scientists who would tell that you're an octopus. Um, you do a bunch of like mini games. You're the only life. ones that can tell. Yes, the scientists. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the marine biologists can can tell, but okay. Um, yeah. So and you start doing like more complex tasks. You're there's like a end of the one section. You're plugging up holes in the the fish tank that are that are springing leaks with like stuffed animals like it is very very silly okay it is a lot of fun i like this yeah especially in a two hour there's like no commitment to that you could potentially do that in one sitting and just uh absolutely and the yeah the thing with that is it also knows when to get out because if this was like an eight hour game the Mm -hmm. gimmick of being an octopus would like we're thin (laughs) it's self-aware that's good yes Okay. Um, but eventually, after you get that, you get tricked by the chef who cuts mm-hmm. away your clothes and throws your octopus body, still alive, not like dead or anything, okay, into that's the, the main fish tank in the center of the aquarium. <laughs> so now you get like you can chase by like a shark and stuff, and you need to basically, as an octopus now, mm-hmm. get back to save your family because you hear over here that the chef is like trying to talk to them. Now, are the controls suddenly very easy when you're in the water? Is that when uh, you're like you're in your element? The that part actually kind of gets on the rails, and okay. you're actually you. So you get chased by a, a shark, and you're actually just controlling your mouse clicks to like charge up your legs to like shoot out, like you know, just to do like propulsion forward, like a, okay. like a frog kick kind of thing. Okay. Um. So that one's it's more like a mini section of the game than anything. Okay, a little mini game. Yeah, but I believe uh, during that section, you get the actual true backstory of Octodad. Oh, because this is what I want to know. Yeah. This is where where I'm most curious. Isn't it weird that this such a silly game actually has a compelling story to it? (laughs) Well, I'll be the... I'll be the judge of that. I want to know okay. what, what's going on with this wife. I want to know why she hasn't realized after having kids with this octopus. So, yeah, you get you sneak onto a uh, fishing ship mm-hmm. or crabbing ship or, you know, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And you make your way through. And it's like it's kind of like the difficult section of the game, because at like one point the the boat is like going back and forth in the water and you have to walk across a very narrow like rail or else like you, you fall down and you get spot like super easily. Okay. So that took me a few tries, but you make your way through and I think you dress up as the captain oh, and then okay. you start steering the boat <laughs> and you find out that there's a stole, uh, a stole away on the board and it turns out to be the wife. Okay. And so um, you go up to her and uh, you fall in love and you're, of course. I guess you say, Oh, oh! Just just to uh, bring the point across, you do talk in this game, but it's all gibberish of of like squid talk. But so. but other people understand you. Yes. Okay. Okay. But do they sound the same? Do they sound? They're, they're all humans. So they speak perfect English. Okay. So we just have to let some things go to like believe this world is what I'm understanding. Yes, definitely. Okay. Uh, but you uh, basically the chef wants to like throw her overboard and you like save her from the chef. And that's why the chef hates you because he, uh. you like tossed him into the ocean. <laughs> OK. And yeah, you get yeah, you get married after that. And then 
Now, uh, are you make these your way... surrogate kids? Like, did they adopt? I- I'm getting to it. I know you're oh, you're trying God. to get to that answer, but I, I was afraid uh... you were just going to skip <laughs> over it. Okay, because that is important. So yeah, you make your way through the aquarium again. You do some like different tasks and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. you know it gets a little bit more tricky. You're climbing more like ladders. Ladders are pretty difficult to navigate because <laughs> you imagine. have to like put one leg down, lift the other leg up to place <laughs> on a platform, and then repeat. And so when you'd you see like, a ladder, would you just be like, "Oh god damn it!" Like every time, like, "Oh here we go again." In the original freeware version, I hated that stuff. This one, like, I I got. <laughs> all right at it so okay, it wasn't the okay. worst thing ever <laughs> uh but yeah so the the final fight is against the chef and mm-hmm. um basically it's a bunch of like smaller um s- s- like stages to it so you like um he's standing on a fountain and you plug up like a bunch of f- uh fish fountains shooting water and then the pressure rises and like launches him into Close the ceiling okay yeah and then the whole place catches on fire and so you have to like walk across a bunch of tables while the chef again is like chasing you, mm-hmm. uh, like the boulder scene running towards the camera. Okay. Um, this was the only part that I actually found to be uh, truly tricky because um, you have to make sure you're not falling on the flames on either side and you like basically you're taking damage, but I think it kind of translates to that suspicion meter again. Like they act a little bit differently, but same okay. thing. Okay. Um, and there's a part that you're supposed to reach up and grab onto like a fish lantern to like slide across an opening. Um, okay. After trying that about a dozen times, I just ran across the fire and it was a lot quicker. And I think <laughs> I even got an achievement that said it was like, that's not the way you're supposed to do it, but, <laughs> but it good worked. job. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So they uh, knew. <laughs> they um, knew that it was too hard. <laughs> so yeah, you defeat the chef. Okay. And you teach him about forgiveness. Oh, nice. And he becomes your friend. Oh, that's that's a jolly way to end a game. And then uh, it is revealed to your family that, you know, you are an octopus. Oh, okay. So you come and clean. The wife goes, well, that explains a lot. <laughs> and your daughter goes, wait, you guys didn't know he was an octopus the whole time. So the daughter knew and nobody else. Yeah. But- so, yeah, she so she has like octopus like uh drawings and like a doll i think like that like stuff uh-huh. like that so it's like she clearly knows the whole time okay okay um, but twist. then one of the final lines of the game is uh your sign goes wait if dad's an octopus how where did we come from uh-huh and then it just basically like gives you like a shrugging shoulder no that's the explanation <laughs> no that's the joke of it like obviously like this is, doesn't make any sense but the characters are like all right sure are you sure they're not hinting at infidelity kyle i mean maybe he still might have a much that's... darker story than you're letting on this might be a very sad ending it could be that's kind uh... of what i think it is it sounds very sad <laughs> poor octodad other things i want to address um yeah the compared to the gameplay of the first one miles mm. better and so i think the octodad dailyest catch came out in 2014 while the first one came out in 2010 okay and totally worth the money whatever money that i spent on this probably through a humble bundle i assume um, it's no more than like if it's two hours is it like 10 or less i think it's 15 but it's okay on sale all the time yeah so. that's true that's true all right. But there's a I think there's one or two original songs as well which are pretty catchy. Oh, wow. Something to check out. <laughs> okay. 
Now, do these songs have lyrics, and is it about the octopus himself? Are they like oh, ridiculous you bet. songs? Okay, they okay. are totally about Octodad. Okay, that's intriguing. I like that. Um, I think you honestly answered all my questions with that nice little summary. I don't think I have anything. Do you think there's going to be a sequel? Any cliffhangers ah, in there? That, well, that brings up uh, what I, uh, something I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch the PS5? game lineup i believe i did but i was Does... i think i was scrubbing through the youtube video and just going by the little headline sections to see what was revealed and what it looked like so i don't know if i saw sure. whatever well, you're gonna bring up <laughs> well the um the so the original game started as like a student project by a bunch of people at a college and then they turned into the game Okay. Their next game and the only other game that they made since Octodad is going to mm-hmm. be a PS5 like launch title called really? Bug Snack. I have seen this Bug Snacks. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That looks like an entirely different. I honestly don't even understand the game yet. I've only seen like, maybe one trailer. <laughs> yeah, and if you play Octodad, I think it makes a lot more sense because the humor really? in it's very similar. Okay. Okay. In that regard, I see what you mean. Okay, so are you hooked on Bug Snacks then? Are you going to be getting a PS5? I mean, I'm PS5? not going to buy a PS5. <laughs> you don't want to spend potentially $500 to play a joke game? Uh, I, I'm going to still wait on that uh, Pro Switch rumor that has been around for about two years of this oh, point already. Oh, man, so. I'm giving up hope a little bit. I heard it's going <laughs> to just be another hardware, you know, iterative update potentially. Although my Switch is starting to starting to age a little bit now that the cons have gotten gone downhill that's rough yeah it's rough but this isn't a hardware (laughs) podcast kyle you need to get back on not no that's that's our other podcast every tuesdays um (laughs) all right so i think we should go over our regrets starting with you kyle how do you feel about octodad well between and just to explain the choices of do we regret having this in our backlog for so long or regrets playing it (laughs) i regret having it in my backlog for so long i thoroughly enjoyed pretty much every second of this game okay i almost have like no downsides whatsoever to say about it it is what it was supposed to be it got in it got out um and it was yeah it was a lot of fun okay that's awesome i definitely like the amount of time played and the self-awareness of how much it might wear out (laughs) how quickly it'll wear on you okay um, as for me, I, I'm on the same page. Uh, I regret having it on the backlog for so long. This was also a fairly short game at eight hours, so not super committal either. Um, and just uh, top of the line pixel art. You get just for that. You got to play this game. The expressions are so good. It's just good all around. I'll, I'll look up some. Uh dialogue of the Skeddy character and you look up the Octodad <laughs> song that is made. Okay, perfect, perfect. Right. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, okay, with that, I want to know what you're playing next time. Alright, for next time, I'm going to play a game that I enjoyed the original of, but I'm going to see how the sequel does, and okay. that is Hand of Fate 2. Ooh, so you did play the first one. Okay. I played the first one, but did not beat it outright but i got pretty close to the end and okay uh, yeah i'm fine if i abandon it there but Mm -hmm. hopefully hand of fate 2 picks it up and adds some things yeah i'd be curious because uh depending on your review i might i might pick it up Uh, all right 
With that being said, I am going to play A Hat in Time. Uh, I picked that up a little while ago, a long while ago, I think, when it released, and, and also just dropped it out of nowhere. So, And I don't think I had any good reason to, because that's just a fun, right. jolly game. So yeah, I look forward to beating that one. So oh, cool. All right. Well, and uh, I'd like to thank everyone for the positive feedback we've been getting about the episodes we've released so far. Uh, you can feel free to reach out to us at lovethebacklog at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, also, feel free to you know spread the podcast a bit because we were just kind of sharing it on our own social media, <laughs> as it were. So it'd be great yeah, if we're... other people joined our uh, our cause to play some games in our backlog. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I look forward to any suggestions or, or anything, really, so. And if you want to suggest how we actually sign off on this podcast, I still have zero idea how we do it. So You just learned guitar. I think we need a nice guitar, live <laughs> guitar outro every time. Or oh, Holly God, the podcast God. cat can meow us off the <laughs> We have so many options, Kyle. No, she, she looks passed out right calm now. down. <laughs> yeah, yeah she's, she's all passed out. Uh, all righty. Well, I think we're just going to have to do a normal goodbye then until we get some good suggestions so uh all right i will catch you next time kyle and uh thank you everybody for listening yeah thanks for listening take care bye bye